Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got Steve in London. I've got Jam in Connected. Unfortunately, Cam can't join us. He's not feeling well today, so we we wish Cam a speedy recovery and hopefully he'll be back for the next Mm -hmm. post-match analysis. So we're now here to talk about the 3-1 defeat, the home defeat to Manchester United. Uh, Let me go through the team first. I can remember it from memory. So we've got uh, Lloris in goal. We've got Reguilon left-back. We've got Dyer and Rodon as the centre-backs. Aurier at right-back. We've got Hoiberg and Ondombele as a two central midfield. And then we've got Lo Celso, Mora and Sun as a three. And we've got Harry Kane up front. Um, as Cam is not here, Jam's going to do the honours with the match stats and the head-to-head. Yep. So okay. match test today. Uh, match test today. Uh, possession-wise, uh, was a little better from us. So 47% possession for us to, to Man United's 53 uh, shots, we both had 12 shots, um, at goal. On target though, they were definitely more, more clinical. They had seven shots on target compared to our three. Uh, we had more corners, seven corners to five. And they, they were pretty dirty today with a lot of yellow cards. They had five yellow cards and we only had one. Um, head to head though, over the years, uh, we've played Man United a lot, as you can imagine. Um, and all in all, what I could find 195 times with Spurs winning 53, 49 draws and Man United winning, uh, 93 matches. And then uh, Premier League meetings uh, don't look any better for us. Um, they have won 36 times compared to our 10, and they have been 12 draws. Okay. Thanks very much, Jan. So, uh, Steve, let me come to you. Uh, what did you think about the change in the centre-back and the right-back? So, dropping Tanganga, bringing Aurier in, and dropping um, Sanchez and bringing Eric Dyer in. What's your thoughts on that? Well, this is uh, it's, it's rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, really, isn't it? Uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pleased that Sanchez wasn't there. Not particularly pleased that Dyer came back, but I thought, how much worse can he do? I think the unluckiest player there was Tanganga not to play at um, play at right back uh, in place of Oria. And I think um, we were proved right if we thought that Tanganga should have started. Um, it was uh, it was almost a shambles from start to finish. Um, how we went in one nil up at half time, God only knows. And we we thanked VAR, didn't we, for um, for getting uh, uh, their goal chalked off, which I think actually was. I think it was a foul. Um, but uh, I mean, some went down as if someone had gouged his eye out, didn't he? Really, mm. when it was it was a flick. It was a, most other players would, I think, or well, I thought most people would have Not carried nowadays. on and tried to get back there. But mm. no, you're right, Jam. Nowadays, it's um, you know, if a feather hits someone, they go round rolling around, don't they? It's just against, yeah, it's against everything we sort of thought football was about in some ways. But it was a foul and the goal was marked off. I thought, actually, the first five minutes we didn't start too badly and then it went downhill, really. We had a couple of chances, a couple of half chances in the um, probably first five minutes. They weren't very good. We weren't very good. It looked to me like these were two mid-table teams. Um, I, I can't say no more than that. Obviously, Man United are second and we are well, sixth or seventh, I think. And it looked very much a sort of mid-table. Quite a few players on both sides of the ball. They weren't controlling the ball. It would go under their feet. We had a little cameo from Ndombele, I think, at one point, where he corkscrewed himself three or four times. I thought he was going to get through to Australia, the way he was spinning around and round and round in that centre circle. Um, 
when of course he should have just played the ball quickly and to feet. We 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 put the ball behind players, we underhit the ball, all the stuff. We know we've been doing it. I don't know where we go from here. I, I'm as I'm in despair. I, I was just so pleased that we managed to go in one nil up. Um, okay. And we, again, yeah. I thought, could we build on this? And this is exactly the same conversation we had at the last game. Yeah. OK, I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to come to Jam as well, is why is Toby not being... Why did he pick Eric Dyer instead of Toby, Steve? What do you think his thinking is behind that? I don't know what's going on. I mean, mm. we know that Toby would be the first name on the, um, on the sheet probably after Kane. Yeah. I, I, do, I do not know. Has he uh, fallen out with him? At least he was on the bench. Um... You know, I, I would have thought, let's go three at the back. Um, yeah, bring on yeah. Toby and push the other two uh, wing-backs, full-backs right up front. Do yeah. something. Let's do something. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I don't know. I don't know what's happened to, to him. Okay. Okay, Jam, what's your thoughts on the, on, on the line-up and, and the first half, how it went? What do you think? Oh, well, the first thing I want to say, and I was thinking throughout the whole match, that um, having Rodon there has, uh, you know, the three or five, six matches he's maybe played uh, have inspired more confidence than Sanchez has in his three or four years with us. And um, he's, it's it's ridiculous what a competent defender can bring to a team. I feel like we, we weren't fantastic by any means. We definitely looked like a mid-table team, but we at least looked like a team. We were playing a little more football. There were crosses going in. There were runs being made. It wasn't all static. And, and, and boring. There was, there was some football being played. Uh, were we fantastic? Not at all. Neither were Man United in the first half. It was pretty poor. Um, but it, it's, it's better. It's something else. Um, I think the VAR call was crazy. But at the same time, I've seen Lamella get sent off for doing the same thing to some other player when he's just, you know, got his arms slapping about. It happens yeah. and I see it get called all the time. So I wasn't surprised that it got called back. I'm, I'm happy it did get called back, you know, cause it, it worked for us. McTominay could have been sent off if he wasn't already on a yellow. Would he have got a yellow I card? I think he that? should have got a second yellow card, I'm just saying. I even even as it, as it was, I think he should have got a yellow card, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't well, think I mean, it was a good call. I don't I think football like like I said, I don't think Sancho gone flying down like that as a baby. But as we have seen it happen many times before, a player flaps their hands, the 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 player who gets hit in the face is gonna get called off. I think the Pogba call earlier was a bigger one too, where you know, he came in and hit Aurea. I think that was more of an elbow, and I think that one probably deserved more of a card. Well, I, I had this checked. I was looking on the forums and, and things. And basically, uh, the reason he didn't get yellow because it's accidental. It was a foul. It was, it was accidental. accidental, and it wasn't sort of malicious. That's fair. That's why. That's, that's why he didn't get a yellow. That's why he didn't get sent off. I don't know. I think, we, I think we got a bit lucky. I mean, these things Absolutely. happen. You know. I mean, even if he hadn't hit Son in the face, I don't think Son's chasing after him and stopping him passing no. that ball. So we got lucky there. Definitely. But I, again, I don't understand. I don't think we'll. Well, I think we'll only find out when Jose Mourinho leaves the club why he's not picking Toby Alderweireld. I mean, yeah. even if Toby is like at 30% of his... He cannot be any worse than Eric Dyer. Mm. So I'm really uh, perplexed. I think it's like Jose Mourinho doing everything he can to make sure we don't actually win matches, you know. I don't think that's the best lineup he could have put up there. I agree with a lot of the other changes, maybe, but not with Toby not playing yeah. So anyway, what do you th- talk us through our goal, Steve, and, and how we managed to score a goal, actually. Talk us through the goal. Well, it was because we moved the ball quickly. Uh, we passed first time. We passed it first time. We passed it to feet. Um, that's why we, um, we got into a position to score a goal, because we weren't delaying on it. We weren't checking and going back. It was almost as if for a mo- momentarily the shackles were lifted. Momentarily, the Mourinho blanket of despair 
lifted from the players and they were able just to just to let it flow. And then they, they played very well, actually. I think it was Mora who I thought should have shot, but in fact passed it to, um, to Son. And again, I thought, blimey, uh, maybe the keeper should have got that. But I think Son hit it so sweetly that it was hit too hard for him to get it. But the key to that was we moved the ball quickly. It was concise. It was natural. And it was more instinctive. And we get a goal. Um, I was really surprised, but very pleasantly surprised. And I think it came probably only about five minutes after they'd had their VAR goal um, disallowed. So it was quite sweet. I sort of thought then, though, that maybe they'll look at ways to try and even up things. <laughs> um, the system, the process, the ref and stuff like that. But I don't think they did, actually. I think we've managed to even that up ourselves, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we went in 1-0. I mean, it's a good lead there. But other than scoring the goal and getting hit in the face, I'm not sure what else Sonny did in that match, but I don't know. I'll let you guys let me tell me if he did anything else in that match. Yeah, um, okay, so we went in 1-0. I think we all knew as first fans that we were never going to hold on to the lead. I think we can all agree that we were never going to hold yeah. on. Did we go... Well, did, Jan, was it a deserved lead we went in 1-0? Did we deserve, deserve? that Deserve? I mean, it was a well-worked goal. I wouldn't say deserved lead. I'd say on basis of the game, it probably should have been 1-1. But, you know, this that's football. Um, there's, I think the, the 90 minutes showed what we deserved, and we got what we deserved. So we came in at 1-0 up, and we knew we were going to see... And then, obviously, we came into the second half. Now, let's talk us through, uh, Steve, the second half now. Uh, actually, I'll come to Jan first. Talk us through the first goal. So, this is a cross from the left. Cavani. Fred's goal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Fred's goal, apologies. Yep, yeah, yep. Fred's goal. Talk us through that goal. And why didn't the Spurs defender follow up and Fred was the only guy to follow up? Talk that was that. really frustrating because they're all over here with their hands in the air asking yeah, for an exactly. offside when he's Copying clearly, Arsenal, he's clearly yeah. not offside. So they're, they're, they're over here they're, they're thinking they can get an offside call when they're not concentrating on the game. Loris makes a very good save. You know, he probably could have punched it out a little further away, but I'll give him the benefit of that. He got down quickly, made the save. I, f- I feel like that could have could have got onto the end of that if he's concentrating on the ball and where where it's going as yeah, opposed exactly. to looking out we're, ooh, we're offside right <laughs> he, he, that's <laughs> what I said I and was it wasn't just that though it's like Rodon was doing it. All, all, all those three defenders who you know I think that it was it was just ball watching <coughs> it was so frustrating Steve, yeah Steve so Dyer is appealing for offside rather than following through with Fred I mean that's very unprofessional isn't it play to the whistle I was told so we, uh, crikey do we do that anymore I don't know um I mean, I think we need to understand as well, it was Fred who scored. This is a player who can't hit a barn door, who's finally got a goal. Yeah, it's I like mean, the I, I think, scoring. Well, well, we specialise in letting people like Joe Linton and Fred score, but yeah. they never score again. We specialise in that. Sorry, and, Steve, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. I wonder whether, oh, I mean, I know Larice made a good save, but could he have got up a bit quicker? I don't know. That's probably a bit hard to do that. Um, it's... Uh, I, I don't know what we what we just seem to have such an incredibly porous defence. We not we don't play on our toes. We play on a back foot, and we rely on you know everyone putting their arms in the air. Uh, Trying to copy Arsenal, I think. I swear, yeah, I was thinking of Adams. Yeah, Tony um, Adams and Keith you know, in, in, yeah. in the middle of that Arsenal defence. Except we don't do it as well. No, um, Steve, we sort of do it half-heartedly. Yeah, Steve, did yeah. we have any chances in the second half? I know there was one that hit That's the post, but. I'll come to you in a minute, Jan, but Steve, did you have that, any other chances? Well, there were, I think we hit the post from a corner, and I think it was from off their player, actually. Yeah, it's Cavani, yeah. If I remember, the, the ball then fell to Son, <coughs> who normally you'd expect to be technically very accomplished and to connect well with the football, and he did neither mm. of those things. Mm. And yeah. I think there was another one as well in the second half where a shot turned into a very poor cross, mm. and it may even have gone out for a throw-in. 
Um, mm. I, I mean, I, I get the feeling Son doesn't want to be there amongst yeah. a number. Son doesn't want to be there. Kane does his best to show that he doesn't want to be there, but you can still see it. And why on earth you bring Bale on with 10 minutes, five minutes to go, a player who you know full well is not going to go in for a tackle because he wants to play in the Euros, is utterly beyond me. I, I don't understand that at all. You know, you, you might as well find some of the youngsters from the reserves, get skipped back from Norwich and do get put players in there who want to play. Half of those players don't want to play. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. I don't think they're putting their bodies on the line or putting their, you know, on the line for, for Jose. Mm. I don't see there's a lot of players doing that. But Jam, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, talk us through the second goal for United then. This is a cross by Mason Greenwood, Cavani, great diving header. But again, all Eric Dyer has to do is step up and Cavani's offside. But yeah. he follows him in. He doesn't even make a challenge and he just follows him in. I mean, how crass bad defending is that, Jam? Come on. It's, it's awful. I mean, it was really well, well worked goal by Man United. They did yeah. a lot of nice, nice movements, uh, good nutmeg that gave him opportunity to make an excellent cross and a beautiful diving header. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really know how to, how to, like you said, Dyer could have stepped up. Dyer is not a good defender though. He is just not. Um, and, and I think, we all know this. Every Tottenham fan knows this. You know, he knows this. It's, it's, it's shambolic at the time. I think Steve hit the nail on the head. Son doesn't want to be there anymore. Kane's just, you know, he knows he, he, he's doing his best in an awful team where he's not even trying. Um, it's really sad. It's sadness. It's disappointing. Mourinho's comments at the end of the match really, really solidify how much he seems to just say? not care either. What do you he's say, just like, oh, well, we, we tried, you know, it's better. It's, it's, uh, he seems like a person who's given up hope. He knows top four is no no chance anymore. Yeah. He'll probably finish ninth below Leeds. I'm gonna guess. Um, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. So we won't even get Europa League, which I think is this is gonna be Mourinho's parting gift. I mean, yeah, you, probably. Yeah. yeah. What do you need to finish? You get Europa, Steve. Is it sixth, fifth, and sixth? Is it? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. depend on various other factors. Yeah. And- do we yeah, even get a place if we if we were to win the League Cup? I don't think we no, do. No, we don't get a place. No, no, we don't and get a place. I mean, I almost want, I don't want us to win the League Cup. I don't want no. anything that is going to suggest that Mourinho could stay. He's utterly lost the plot as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, everybody pr- predicted this was going to happen, yeah. Steve, when he was appointed. So I don't, we're not, none of us are yeah. surprised about it. But Steve, talk us through the third goal then. You know, right near the end, I think just before the final whistle. Be, should Lloris be beaten at his near post? No, he shouldn't be beaten at his near post. I think I blame Aurea as well, but I blame Aurea for everything. Um, Even when he's not playing, you blame him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he got, I think he got, he got the wrong side, which allowed uh, the player to get the ball across. Um, I think Lloris should be doing better. You don't, any keeper is going to be very disappointed to be beaten at their near post. He got a hand to it as well. If he got a bigger yeah. hand to it, it's not going to go in. Yeah. I, I mean, I t- just before that went in, I just said, score the goal. Put us out of our misery. Yeah, exactly. We weren't going to get yeah. anything. Man United were playing keep ball. They were taking it into the corner. We we don't we don't even know what position to put put our players in when a player's got possession of the ball. We're with the wrong side of players. I don't. Is there any coaching? What does Mourinho do? Yeah. Well, if if I was him, if he was serious, I'd have all those players back in and said, right, we're now going to go through this game. All of you are going to sit here for four hours. We're going to go through this entire game. I'm going to slow motion it. I'm going to tell you where you should be. I'm going to ask you, where should you have been when this happened? Why have you done this? Why have you played that ball just behind the player? Why didn't you ping that ball into feet rather than bobble it 18 times before it got there? Hoybier, why did you stop play and go backwards when we had a chance to attack? 
I would do that. I would itemize it. I'd go through it frame by frame, bore them to death, make them play better just for pride, just for something. Now, I don't know what happens at the end of the game. Does he say, oh, bad luck, lads? Off you go. Let's go to the bar. What does he do? I mean, it's a shambles. There should be an an autopsy. There should be people shrieking and hollering and shouting. What has happened here? That is what should be happening. And I don't think it is. No. Jam, once we went 2-1 down, did we ever look like no. we were going to get an equaliser? Talk me through your thoughts on, uh, you know, what did, how did we respond? Like, for example, United went 1-0 down, they responded by upping their game, going they for it. Did. To go. How did we respond to going 2-1 down? Yeah, no, Man United came out in the second half wanting to get, uh, they, were just, they still wanted to win this match. I think even after they, it was still 1-1, you know, we still had a few attempts moving forward. But once they scored, everyone, they, they just knew, well, it's happened again. We've lost another match in the second half after leading at halftime. And there's just no faith. There's no passion. There's no hope for winning. So everyone's heads drops. I don't think I stopped, I stopped writing down notes after they scored. I don't have any notes about them um, scoring until they scored right at the last minute. I mean, I can understand it if you're mid-table, you've got nothing to play for, but you've got top But to But, like, for. you watch you watch all these other mid-table teams playing for nothing, playing with passion, playing for the name on their shirts, right? You know, I don't think anyone there really cares anymore, and it's really, it, it's got to go all the way through the team, you know? Son, six months ago, was playing out of his skin. A player of that quality doesn't just go to what he's been doing in the last five, six matches out of nowhere. Uh, there's, there's, it's so, was, so um, sad. He pulled out of every 50-50. He sort of waved his leg periodically into potential tackles. He doesn't tackle. want to get injured, does he? He, he, doesn't, he's gonna no, be a big he, move, just, yeah. he just wants to okay. go, go somewhere else. I don't blame him. Okay. Okay, guys, listen, we've had a good chat about this. Now, I want to talk to you just very quickly about some players and their performance. I'll come to Jan first. How do you think that Sergei Reguilon did? A lot of people on the forum saying he can't defend at all. Good going forward, but he's got no defence. Talk us about talk about Sergei Reguilon. I don't have much to say about him today. Um, obviously, he could have done more, I think, for their second goal um, on that side. It came from his side. Uh, but he didn't really provide much going forward either. He was kind of uh, quiet today. He, he was running, huffing and puffing. Uh, there's a lot of times I saw him on the ball, him and Son, and Don Billy tried to pass it out to them, and, and neither one of them not really doing much. Messing around, inter-passing, inter- but I don't know. Like I said, I don't feel like the passion's there, the desire to win a match isn't there, and they're just playing... Playing football to get their paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve. So, Steve, talk to me about Eric Dyer. I mean, he's not good enough to be a centre-back. Definitely not good enough to be a central midfielder. He's extremely slow. Doesn't know the offside rule. I mean, what's his redeeming factors? I think he's a wage thief. What do you think? Well, I mean, I I wanted to give Dyer some some benefits of doubt because I think he has, he has played well in the past. Um, you know, he got into the England team. I know that was more as a sort of covering defensive midfielder. And I have seen him do some pretty good passes every now and again. But he hasn't done that for three years. And that's, that's you know, that's time to move him on, isn't it? Um, he's been out of the team for however long. And out of desperation, Mourinho's slid him in there. Although Toby's still on the uh, on the bench, for goodness sake. Um, I, I don't know what's happened to him. He's physically, he's very strong, isn't he? Um, he's, he's let, he's, he can't run, he's got no pace or anything Well, you know, I think to myself Could he do any worse than, say, Sissoko in midfield? Um, I don't probably, know Probably I'm clutching but, at scores <laughs> But Steve, this is a guy apparently who loves Spurs so much He wants his ashes scattered on Tottenham Hotspur Stadium I mean, come on Does he? Good grief yeah. Oh, well, I hadn't realised that But, yeah. um, 
well, I can I can admire that level of commitment. Um, I I don't know. He's just he doesn't just hasn't he, got the quality. He doesn't seem yeah, to be a footballer. There. Have the quality, not yeah, a footballer no. there. No, not he, he maybe had one and a half seasons when he played very well. Yeah, and I think after that, down here. You know. I wouldn't mind my ashes scattered at Tottenham Stadium either, but I definitely shouldn't be playing for them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, let's. Uh, I want to talk to a couple of things really. Um, Harry Kane. There's lots of rumours in the Sky Sports etc. saying that if we don't qualify for Champions League, which is we're not going to qualify for Champions League, he wants to move. I'm going to come to each of you now to get your thoughts. Jam, let's come to you first. Firstly, do you believe it? And secondly, would you begrudge him a move? And where do you think he'd go? Firstly, I hate all these media outlets putting words into his mouth um, because until he comes out and says it himself, then that's a but, different story. But can I just say something there? None he, of these none have of, he, direct no, quotes. He's never going to come out and say himself. The way to, they do it is they leak things. They talk they to somebody and they leak they, it. That's the way they do it. They talk nonsense all the time. He's never going to come uh, out and, and say, I want to leave but Spurs. But at the end of the day, if he was to leave Spurs, uh, who could blame him? Who could blame him? He, 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 he should probably leave Spurs, unfortunately. I don't want him to go. I want him to stay f- till the end of his career. But if the the attitude, he said this, this this is a quote from him, that if the, the club doesn't match his ambition, well, why would he stay? Yeah. He and, and better, I completely he, agree. Yeah. He does deserve better. The club should be, the club should have backed Pochettino four or five seasons ago, well, three, yeah. four seasons ago when, when we finished second or third, and that's where we could have shown what we wanted. But hey, sure. here we are sure. now. We have Jose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steve, what's your thoughts on the matter? Firstly, I mean, do you think he wants to leave? And secondly, should we let him go and just get the best money we can? Um, to, I suspect he doesn't want to leave. I feel he probably feels he has to. Um, for, oh, that's for a good way of putting it, actually. For, yeah. his, for his career. You know, he clearly loves Spurs. He would have left two years ago if he didn't. Um, I, I think he should go, even if we were, by some miracle to get Champions League football. Because I think the style of football is so appalling. He deserves to be. He, he deserves to get a, a through ball from Kevin De Bruyne. That's exactly. what he deserves. I hope he doesn't go to any of the teams in the Premier League. I hope he goes abroad because it would be awful, you know, for him to come back and score a hat trick against us. Having said that, if he did come back playing for Man City or Man United and score a hat trick at Spurs, I imagine most of the Spurs supporters would applaud him for that because yeah. of what yeah. he's done. And he yeah. is a great player and a lot. And he's a good player. But I think he is a bit of a sort of He's a sort of gentle guy to a degree. He wants to stay there. He, um, you know, he, he actually uh, lives, or and certainly grew up not far from where I live. You know, I've seen him in the Hyams Park Tesco's. He's from Chinks, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's the sort of guy that the sort of guy that he is. You know, he's yeah. like, he still had his slides on in the uh, in the uh, milk aisle, mind. Um, they all wear those, other than football boots, don't they? Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I wouldn't begrudge him going. And, and on a personal level, I actually think he should. I don't want him to because I'm a Spurs fan and I want us to have the best. But he's living off scraps. He'll get two or three chances. He plays for another team. He's going to score 50 a season. Yeah. Sorry, Jan, did you want to come in there? I just want to say let's hope he can uh, captain England to the Euros so he's like satisfied that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, that's I the only way I see him staying, Tottenham, staying at Tottenham. I agree with Steve. I think we should let him go now. He's given us God knows how many years of service, 25 goals a season. Great player. Probably our best player in the last few dec- decades or whatever, but great player. I think he deserves better. He, he deserves to play in Champions League. You know, he deserves to be winning premierships. I think he should go. I'd encourage him to go, actually. Yeah. But, Steve, let me ask you a question. In a fight between Daniel Levy and... If Harry Kane goes to Daniel Levy and says, I want to leave, and Daniel Levy says, no, you're not, you're staying to... You know, you're going to see out your contract. Yeah. What happens then? Who can well, win that I mean, battle? He's... Oh, blimey. 
Well, how many years? He's still got two years left on his contract. Yeah, I think he's got two or three I years think, left. I think that he must have some some agreement of, in some description that says, I'm prepared to sign that to help you get the biggest fee possible. But if if certain things happen, you must let me go. I, I, mean, I that, don't think Daniel Levy would ever agree to something so, like that. Well, no, okay. I don't think having, so. having said all that, I mean, Kane's the sort of player who's still going to give his best. If he plays yeah. for us and he's insisting, he will give his best. Uh, he's not going to sort of go and sit in the gold mouth and sit down and go on strike or anything like that. He'll still he'll still do the best he can, but it would be a terrible way to um, yeah. for him to see out his contract. And I, don't I think, think if, would, yeah, if Daniel Levy wants to alienate the whole Spurs supporter base, he's gonna he, he's gonna do a fight with Harry Kane. If he wants to keep these supporters on the side, he won't do anything bad by Harry Kane and look after Harry Kane. So if Harry wants to leave, he should just let him leave. Leave all the that way. He can get top money for him, but that way Harry, maybe after he's won a few championships and stuff, maybe come back like Sheringham did and come and play for us. So, you know, maybe that could happen. Like, Let's see. like Bale. Yeah, well, not like Bale, like <laughs> Sheringham maybe. Or, something, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, these guys go and win stuff and they come back, don't they? So that's good. Yeah, no, they're okay, not good to come back. No, so, okay, let's go to your takeaways. Uh, Steve, let's go to you first. I know I've had you on Suicide Watch for the last week. I yeah. don't know what the, I don't know what I'm going to do this week to stop you topping yourself, but... Give us your takeaway from the match. Jam, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I was just looking at my, my, my yes. uh, notes here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, What's your takeaway, I'd like, Steve? I'd like, I'd like Mourinho to drop every single player other than Kane for the next game and maybe Rodon um, and bring in whoever we've got, whether it be someone from the under-18s, someone from the under-23s, whatever it may be. But make a statement. Bill Nicholson did that. He did that in the 1970s when we were in utter, uh, matches where we were out of shambles and he, he, he stamped his authority. Mourinho's not going to do that. We know that. Um, there's no players there I want to keep now, really. I, I maybe give a little bit of a shout-out to Lamella, who, when he came on, he did try. Um, he but he always tries. He always gives he 110%. Yeah. Let's get, I yeah, thought let's, Rodon was good. I think he was. But, um, OK, let's... let's uh, Lloris has got to go as well. OK, let's let's drop everyone other than Rodon, get Lloris to start, and still have Harry Kane. The rest, go. I don't want you there. OK. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jam, what's your takeaway from the match? I mean, I feel the same way as Steve. Um, let's, let's, let's get... You've got to be different, though. Come on. No, I, I would love to have 10, uh, 10 youngsters start, though. It would be wonderful. It would be okay. a lot more encouraging than, than what we've been seeing recently. And hey, how, how much worse can we do? Uh, another takeaway, I guess you could look at it this way. Man United are, have, are unbeaten in 22 away matches. It's just another away match for them. Um, it was always going to be a tough match. And and I want to say, as as bad as we were, it was it was somewhat better. You know, there was a little more fight. It was there was crosses going in. There was shots on target. It didn't look better. To it, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as it has been. I think we got a low base. Really, is it anything above turgid? Is seemed as really good. So exactly, anyway, that's what it is. Yeah. My main takeaway is I hope this is the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back, and the Mourinho actually gets fired now. I think with eight, seven games to go, we can still do something, at least get a Europa League spot. We can't do anything else. But he's got to go now, I think. It's, to keep him here, it's just ex- extending the pain for everybody and alienating everything. I've never seen so much anti-Enix stuff as I've seen in the chat forums and Facebook and Reddit and all this stuff. These guys... I think Daniel Levy needs to sort of try and deflect some of this criticism to somebody else. So I think while Mourinho's there, he's getting everything. So maybe Daniel Levy's getting off a bit lightly, but I don't know. My main takeaway is that hopefully Jose Mourinho is going to get sacked soon and then we can move on. Because we know, we know it's coming, whether it's now or five games or next season, he's going to go. Let's get it done quickly and move on. I, that's what I think anyway. 
Okay, guys, just before we finish off, let's have your predictions for the next match, which is, I think, on the 16th. I'm not sure, but it's away to Everton. Uh, Jam, let's come to you first. That's going to be another tough match. It's going to be another tough match. Um, I see us losing again, another 3-1 possibly. Um, Everton are about to leapfrog us. They've got two games in hand, and uh, after that, well, we'll be eighth. I, see, I, don't, I don't see us beating them. So 3-1 is your prediction, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Everton. Steve? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, no, <laughs> of course. There's, there's no chance we can beat Everton. They're a good team. Um, we'll lose 2-0. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 as well. That's what my thought was. I don't see us scoring at all there, so I think we're going to go 2-0 and we lose it. I think I'm sliding down the table the big time now, and uh, I really don't know what's, what the future holds for us. I mean, my nightmare, this is my nightmare scenario, and I'll actually come to you guys for a quick nightmare scenario. But Kane leaves, because Kane leaves, Sun won't sign a new contract, so he's sold. Then we just become a mediocre, mediocre team, mid-table, just with cups, going back to the 80s and 90s, what we were. That's my nightmare scenario. What's your nightmare scenario, Steve? Uh, the lockdown continues and we can't get a crowd into that ground. Because if there was a crowd there, they would be baying for blood. They'd be baying for Mourinho's blood and they would have got on, they would have got on top of those players and made them fight, made them yeah. do something, made yeah, them take a risk, make them chase a game, make them yeah. chase a ball. So yeah. my nightmare is if that doesn't, if we somehow... We can't get crowds back. Yeah. yeah. And Jem, last but not least, what's your nightmare scenario? <laughs> nightmare scenario is we keep Mourinho for another two or yeah, three exactly. seasons. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a big nightmare scenario. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, listen. Thanks very much for your time. Not a good, not a good result. I mean, the whole season's been pretty rubbish. But uh, mm. you know, we we through thick and thin, as they say. I want a really, really powerful come on you Spurs. So, Steve, come on you Spurs. Jam, <laughs> come on you Spurs. And for me, come on you Spurs. All our YouTube fans, all our podcast listeners, thank you very much. Please yeah. like, comment and subscribe. Please subscribe to the channel. Tell us what you want us to put on the content. And we look forward to seeing you in the next post-match analysis. And it's goodbye from Steve. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Jam. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.